it's 5 a.m. somewhere, so that means the garbage collectors are coming to take out the trash, but we won't throw you out. Welcome to Your Trash Files Podcast, a podcast about comics, art, culture, and whatever little bits of trash we've found while picking through the garbage bin. I'm Van Notes. And I'm Ren. Uh, Why are you laughing? I love the I love the delay. It's just like I've been I'm Ren. Yeah, hey. I'm here. Look, I'm giving them time to like let it sink in. Like this is Van Notes. This is Van. Like there he is. And then I'm also <laughs> Ren. I'm also here. Really try to make sure that our That's my um, super similar voices um come across as distinct. Exactly. Yeah. My little high pitched voice. They don't I hope they don't get it confused. So Ren, uh um, but how are you? I'm excellent. I'm excellent now that I'm here on the podcast speaking with you today. Um, I'm gonna check in with you, but really uh what's more important is talking about what is topical today, the current events, the news. Um, I want to yeah. talk about the George Santos and Z Way interview. Yes. I just watched it uh, like a couple minutes before hopping on. And I truly, uh, if I was in shock. Uh, I was going through the five stages of grief. I, or however many stages of grief. I, I was going through so many stages of grief. It got condensed down to five instead of like 12 or however many there are. Uh, but it was, it was he looks so like lizard man like so inhuman and the fact that he couldn't define empathy he was like um like yeah i can't define empathy but i definitely am empathetic but i can't define it and i can't tell you what it means and i can't describe it for you and i couldn't pick it out of a lineup but i'm definitely empathetic like for sure and then the Marsha P. Johnson thing was so funny. <laughs> so funny. Like, being like, oh, yeah, I agree with her stances on the issues. Like, girly, what are you saying? Oh, my God. Yeah, he was like, uh, she wasn't, like, something to the extent of she wasn't a rabble rouser. Basically, yeah. Like, it very clearly, like, he did not know who she was. And then he didn't know who James Baldwin was, which I thought was really that funny. Was, or Harvey Milk. Harvey Milk was the funniest one to me because I know, like, James Baldwin sometimes for people is like, oh, you discover him in college or, like, mm -hmm. whatever. Which, who mm -hmm. knows if George Santos did go to college or what college he went to. Nothing about him. We <laughs> but the uh, Harvey Milk one, like, most... The the white gays have made sure the culture knows who Harvey Milk is. So exactly. that one totally threw me for a loop. He's honestly it it was just so shocking. Just so shocking. Yeah. I'm like, why did he how did she score this interview? And the fact that he asked to be paid three times too. I'm like, how what like who pulled these strings? What are the connections? How did this happen? I need more information. I think it was like a Twitter or threads thing where Z-Way was like, I would love to interview uh you. And everyone was being like, You can't interview George Santos. George Santos is like, you're 
enabling a schemer or whatever. And honestly, I'm so glad she did. I'm so glad she was able to just like hold him up to the light and really reveal that he does not, he does not understand what's happening at any given moment. He's oh, for sure. Just there. Um, that boy has no brains. That boy don't act right. I don't, I just don't understand. Like, truly, like, how did this happen? How did he scheme and scam his way into Congress, into like the, into like the good old boys, like Republican club? How did this happen? I'm like so flabbergasted is the word that comes to mind. (laughs) Because like, just the fact that he can't hold up to even the lightest bit of questioning, it's just, and even in his prior interviews, you could see that he can't hold up to the like the lightest bit of questioning. So, just how did this happen, Van? Tell me, how did this happen? I mean, I'm fascinated by George Santos. Um, as a, I know like. George Santos has done wrong. George Santos has done bad things. He is a bad person. But Mm -hmm. the way that he just reveals how politicians are fundamentally like, and as someone who has had like experience in political arenas in the past, um, George Santos like just holds up how dumb and schemy a lot of people are um mm-hmm. on both sides of the aisle uh but i do oh, love do... sides of the aisle i hate <laughs> catching strays get them um but he he's just everything that's wrong with united states politics george santos a trash person which is why we're talking about him on your mm-hmm. trash bells mm-hmm. um there's no denying that and the wonderful thing in this broken us uh, versus them, coastal elites versus the true middle America uh, times that so we funny. live in, we can all agree that George Santos sucks. Like <laughs> it's, it, it's like it is the great, uh, the great mender. The fact that everybody hates George Santos. You know the climax of. A watchman where Ozymandias mm-hmm. drops a giant squid on New York so everyone thinks there's an alien invasion so they can all come together like to unite against a common foe that's George Santos mm-hmm. George Santos is the giant squid <laughs> to, like... that's so funny that's such a funny visual that's just like a giant George Santos just being dropped on the city of New York and now we have to deal with that. And Eric Adams is bewildered. I mean, yeah, that that doesn't <laughs> that's not fresh. That's not new. That don't man, don't really... make Eric Adams have to deal with a giant squid. <laughs> he couldn't do it. He can't handle it. He's embarrassing. <laughs> I've never been gladder not to live in New York, to be honest. Not anymore. I'm not in that city. It's none of my business. I, I can't say anything because our local mayor uh, shot someone. So, I mean. With a gun? What? 
Yes. I don't want to get uh, in trouble with my community, my local community. I don't want to frame us in a poor light. Uh, But the local mayor, in an altercation, a physical altercation, uh, shot his own son. And his comment when he was uh, interviewed was, I didn't shoot him in the chest because I knew that would kill him. I didn't shoot him in the leg because I might have hit an artery. So I shot him in the arm. That's... You shouldn't... Like... (laughs) I don't know. Maybe this is like a coastal elite custom that just hasn't made its way to middle America. But like, you shouldn't shoot your son. (laughs) Shoot anyone, really. Like, if you're, you shouldn't be William Nilliam, like, wielding a, a firearm. That's so funny. That is just so crazy. Where were they? Like, outside of Denny's or something? What in Lord's name? No, they were in their own home, and uh, there there was uh, some alcohol or substances involved in this altercation. Uh, this is in the newspaper, so I don't feel too terrible about okay. disclosing all this. There is a, another element that I can't disclose, uh, which I might tell you about off pod. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'm curious. I, my involving... curiosity is incredibly peaked. Just involving my relationship to the the parties involved, not the mayor. But anyway, Van, were you the gun? I, I was. I was not the gun. I was not the reason for the father son quarrel. It was not a. It was not a, um, a crime of passion or anything like that. So funny. That's really crazy. But I feel like every day I hear something about like some politician doing something insane. And that, like, just is the kind of hell world we're living in right now, where things are just happening like that, you know what I mean? All decorum thrown out the window. It's true. I was reading somewhere that, like, we're in a, like, I, like, what was it called? A mental health crisis, because things, every single day, like, something insane is happening. And nobody really, because like these are unprecedented times, nobody really knows how to handle that. So everybody's just kind of like head down, like, well, all right, you know, world's on fire. What am I going to do? I got to go to my job and like do my work to put food on the table and to live my life. I don't have time to face like the horrors of this world that like there are these underqualified insane people running it i just think that it's just so like mind boggling (laughs) everything is boggling everything is bamboozling everything is some kind of b word ending in ing it's just so oh my gosh it's too much it's too much and that i think is why like george santos is a weird folk hero at this point because he represents he represents presents like this i'm making a i'm deifying george santos on this podcast you are you're turning him into an icon well z-way icon icon he said it he said he cons (laughs) um truly i i think just my last thought on that interview is z-way's bafflement at several points at the things 
he's saying. Like, she keeps trying to get him, like, to nail him down on things, and then he'll respond, and she's so blown away by the response that she skips a beat before she can dive in again. Um, that's a beautiful thing. I don't, like, I too would have to, like, take pause, because he just seems, like, I just think about him running around with that darn baby, and being like, or do not film this baby, like, oh my gosh, just the him marjorie taylor green lauren bobart uh what's who's the third who's the other guy matt Gaines, i think is his name mm-hmm. he's like crazy terrible hair and took a teenager across state lines and just the just the absolute state of things in the republican party i remember in high school we went to uh the grand old party the republican party headquarters and it was like this stately like beautiful building and the offices were like rich oak mahogany or whatever it was like so like whoa like wow i'm at like a golf course <laughs> like some kind not golf course uh country club kind mm-hmm. of environment and then going to like the local um democrat house <laughs> like it was like a sad little office and i remember thinking like well yeah i am a democrat but like damn the republicans hey they seem to have an idea of how things can could be but now i cannot imagine like being a republican i cannot imagine in 2012 like that's when I gra- the year that I we both graduated, mm-hmm. and I, uh, like that doesn't feel like eons ago. But the way the party has changed, it's just so shocking. Yeah, I can't imagine going into the Republican Party and thinking like, this is this is elite. This is this is where exactly. The- this is where you smoke a cigar in in 2023. No class. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, like, I thought that I definitely didn't agree with any Republican policy, but I thought, wow, you know, these people, they have class. And now I'm like, oh, my God. They, it's just, it's, it is, a sh- it is, if I were Republican, I would be embarrassed. Constantly. I would keep that to myself. I would truly, that would not be something I would share. Yeah. And now that the gays are are having relations in Senate hearing rooms, they're probably just thinking the same thing. Just I'm like, uh, oh my god. I heard I read about that yesterday, and I'm like, just come on. (laughs) Like, how much more ridiculous can you be? And I think also, I, why I, would you think that's a good idea? I think it's also funny that the gays unfortunately got caught because there has to have been so many straight people having uh, adult relations oh, sure. in the Capitol. Um, in I'm all, sure. I'm all in, in the Supreme Court even, I'm sure. So, that's so funny. Yeah. What a wild time to be alive. I, I read an article about how we're living in a similar like set of circumstances to people when the telegraph came out and the telegraph just blew everyone's mind because information was like 
moving so fast and it's everyone wants to go back to telegraph times now like slow down the information it's too much it's too much too fast constantly the the human brain was not designed for mr beast and the modern oh my gosh no mr beast in the modern world that's somebody's thesis right now so ren i have uh on i have a little game for you Um, oh i love a game we're we're in the holiday season we're we're celebrating all the holidays and it's uh it's time okay this is an interesting holiday fact before we dive into our game do you know um you know, I come from a white family on the West Coast in um, rural Idaho. I grew up in rural Idaho. I did not know the origin of Kwanzaa until today. Do you know oh, the origin of so Kwanzaa? Funny. I'm like, I yeah, it's a made-up holiday. Like, I don't, I, I yeah, that's the end of it. Is I mean, all <laughs> holidays in their own way are made up. But I, it's like, I have nothing to do with Kwanzaa. I'm not particularly interested in it um my family like my family my dad has always been very like anti-kwanzaa i guess like he's like that has nothing to do with us like that's just not anything like we just what it just doesn't make any sense for us as an american family and i kind of was like okay yeah so i never really got that into it but please tell me what are the origin what's the origin of kwanzaa um once again i am the white guy talking to you about black culture um and the origins of black culture which is sometimes a theme in our friendship um the the yeah. magic of interracial um interracial community understanding um Kwanzaa was a result of the Watts uprising, um, or as some people say, the Watts mm-hmm. riots, which is one of the major mm-hmm. uh, like racial conflicts of the 1960s and the most violent one until um, the Rodney King like uprising in Los Angeles again, uh, which I was just like, how many holidays do we have that are like the result of like a racial conflict? <laughs> it's just it what was are wild. the other ones? I, well, I was just trying to think. I was I, like, well, I guess I, more and more of them are seeming um, like, and some of them are now just like interesting culture wars uh, within the country. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, of course, like, Thanksgiving is becoming more and more scrutinized. Um, Yeah. Juneteenth is kind of a wild holiday in just, like, the it's a celebration of, like, the liberation of people from uh, slavery systems. But it's also just, like, in the acknowledgement of that, you have to be like, oh, there was a bunch of slavery happening in this country for a long time. It's like it's it's very complicated. Like as like a black person, and a, like specifically an American black person whose family did come to this country via the roots of slavery. Like I don't like Juneteenth is specific to like Texas, and before it became like a big national holiday, 
I, I and like many people just didn't really celebrate it or have anything to do with it. And I feel like very similar with Kwanzaa and a lot of like, sort of like, oh, getting back to our roots kind of like movements where it's like really trying to connect with African themes and uh, that kind of culture. I can't relate to that because I have always just been like, I'm from Maryland. Like, I'm just, you know, your regular American guy. Like, I don't have that kind of connection to African culture. And I don't, I feel like for me and my family, Kwanzaa would be like pretending. It's mm-hmm. not something that is applicable to me or like applicable to my family. But hey, more power to you if you celebrate. That's just not my bag. Whatever. I mean, holidays are just fun to celebrate. Um, but yeah, I That's I was true. very surprised to learn the origins, the specific origins of Kwanzaa. Um, I'm writing a little trivia challenge for my day job. And so I was like going through oh, like cool. the major holidays, like trying to write like um like hanukkah christmas kwanzaa mm-hmm. new year's uh just trying to like mm, what what trivia questions could i pull out of these uh also to just not make it like totally uh christmas themed so i also threw a festivus question in there too so that's really funny that's for the rest of us just I'm, just a mess are you van are you a big christmas person i'm I get in the spirit, slow and steady. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm, so, I'm a real, like, Jesus Christmas person. Like, like. Oh, I'm, I'm a presents and tree Christmas person. I, so I, you know, I grew up and I'm a a practicing Christian. Um, I try not to make that an obnoxious thing. But I do, I like the story of Jesus. I like the birth of a baby. I like, Mm -hmm. you know, the shepherds and the wise men and all that stuff. I am not, this kind of ties into our game. I don't like Santa. No! Chase, no, I love Santa. (laughs) Oh my God. The the concept of Santa is so... Like the North Pole, all the little elves, Mrs. Claus, like everything that's in the Santa Claus movies with Tim Allen, I am uh-huh. not into at all. That's so funny. You're so crazy. I, you're wild. <laughs> I'm like, uh, excuse me. I'm so sorry. Take the take the Jesus. I take the Christ out of Christmas. <laughs> I love Santa Claus. I love cookies. I love like uh, I love those claymation Christmas movies that where they walk all weird and they're like, oh, I'm Mister Snowmiser. Oh. I'm okay, but like, yeah. What? 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 This this ties into our game. So let's launch into our game now that okay. I've um, dived into Kwanzaa with you. Um, so funny. So this is going to be a continuing game, which is essentially FMK, Fuck, Mary Kill, using mm-hmm. our signature catchphrase, reduce, reuse, and recycle. So okay, I love Reduce, you know, is essentially like you will partake, but you 
you don't need to do it all the time. It's not something you necessarily always need. Uh, reuse is, of course, the Mary. It's like, oh, yeah, again and again, I will continue to participate in this trash. And recycle is like, I'm going to let it go. Um, and I'm going to give it up to the universe. So, mm -hmm. um, and this, this uh, reduce, reuse, recycle is on Christmas songs and the like media attached to them. Okay. So, that's so the, funny. the first one up is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. The the little, the claymation movie or the song? Both. Both. Okay, that's where it gets tricky because, Van, my friend, my dear friend, I do not particularly care for Christmas music. I like one Christmas song. I like Christmas rapping. Um, let, let <laughs> Wait, oh, the waitress Christmas. I thought you were talking yes, about yes, like, yes, 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 yes. I thought you were talking about like rappers rapping about Christmas, and I could only think no. of the um, Chance the Rapper one. That's so funny. No, <laughs> I like the song Christmas rapping, and because every other Christmas song, I just feel like truly I'm like take the Christ out of Christmas. They're too, too like. Uh, too religious for me and I went to a religious high school like a Episcopalian high school and we had to do lessons and carols which is like basically a like a religious musical and I associate all like the like the more Christian Christmas songs with like having to be at this thing that I don't want to be at uh, as like a 16 year old so but I do like the claymation Rudolph the Red Nose a reindeer. I get. I would reuse the the reindeer. <laughs> I would definitely like put it on while wrapping some gifts or baking cookies or something like that. I I would say reduce. Um, I admire the animation of all those like Rankin Bass like claymation things. I find them very fascinating mm -hmm. to watch as like someone who knows a little bit of the process of stop motion. However, I, I do not need a big dose of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer content. Um, That's so funny. This is so wild. We are on polar opposite ends of, like, secular and Christian, like, Christmas music. I Yeah. <laughs> I've That's always so funny. I never knew this. I've always contended. Well, I mean, Sorry, go on. Oh, go ahead. You could go ahead. I, I mean, like, I knew that you were Christian, and that is, like, not, a, I'm not, like, oh, you know, I hate, you know, anything religious or anything like that, but I guess I just, I'm such a Christmas person that I live under this, like, assumption that, like, basically everybody else is, too. <laughs> Like, why wouldn't you? You get to, like, put up a tree and you get to decorate things. I love decorating things. I'm such, like, a... If homesteading wasn't so right-wing, like, trad wifey, <laughs> I would be a trad wife. If it wasn't so, like, icky, I would definitely be like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna grow my own whatever herbs and, like, wear a long skirt. This is so wild. Um, I love it, though. It takes... All kinds of people to make a world. Uh, 
so funny. That's such a nice. That's such like a mean, nice thing to say. <laughs> it's a very dismissive, like, like, like your heart. Old people comment <laughs> takes all kinds, all it's kinds. Uh, next one on the list, and this could be the animation or the song to uh, Frosty the Snowman. Oh, uh, definitely, I would recycle. I don't care for Frosty. I I don't get it. I'm like, he's just a snowman. I don't get why he comes alive. I don't get why the kids are sad when he melts. I'm just like, get a dog. Honestly, get a pet. I'm a I'm a Frosty hater. Some would say. I think Frosty. I'm I'm one of Frosty the Snowman's ops. I'm going to contend that this is a little bit of internalized homophobia, uh, because I what? think. Frosty is a magical gay who emerges and delights the children. And the children are so fascinated by this. Frosty is like this flamboyant gay man who like razzles and dazzles and breaks the like social norms of the community. And the children are all fascinated and the adults are like no no you can't love frosty uh frosty is also anti um police uh frosty is a cat all right and i guess you got me there maybe <laughs> i can't believe that i'm like the bootlicker right now and frosty's <laughs> out there like doing the good work and being i can't believe it i'm corn cobbing right now um you know i thought you were just making a reference to his pipe no, 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 like that drill tweet where it's like, I'm not owned, I'm not owned, turn slowly into a corn cob. Or I at least speak in like riddles and metaphors <laughs> and like deep cut references to tweets I saw like five years ago. Um, next one on my list is Eartha Kitt's classic Santa Baby. I do love Santa Baby. I definitely had a like uh not a queer awakening but definitely felt something when i saw it the community christmas episode uh with um i think it's allison brie i'm i'm not sure if it is or not community fans out there correct me if i'm wrong uh but this girl (laughs) who uh plays Anne. uh she or i think her name is Anne. I, i might be getting shows confused but the like the bookish like one who's like a real rule stickler she performed santa baby in like this like betty boopish boopish like baby voice or whatever and for some reason that like struck a chord with me and remains in my mind to this very day um so that i would definitely be a reuse a reuse again and again okay again and again I, I have a reduced relationship with Santa Baby. I can yeah. do it in context. Mm-hmm. Like, in, in the sultry context, I can do it. If I'm just in the car with my, like, family, like, cruising around, like, watching the Christmas lights or whatever, and Santa Baby yeah. comes on, I'm like, no, thank you. No, no, Truly, thank you. no. It's not a family song. Okay. I have two more for you. All right, I'm excited. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. So funny. Um, I definitely think that would be a 
recycle because like I like Santa Claus. I am a fan of Santa. I don't want Santa to be this like irresponsible driver. I don't want to worry about that. Like at night, like I go to take my dog out or something and I get, I myself get run over by Santa. I don't like it. I don't like the concept. Uh, I'm against it morally, ethically. Uh, I think that we should have higher standards for Santa. We shouldn't let him run over our grandma. I love that you're such a Santa bootlicker that it's not the absolute, absolute awful quality of the song. The absolutely like grating voices of the like faux hillbilly like plink plunkers. Like Mm -hmm. it's that it it's besmirched the reputation of santa it has i like santa i like that he's just some weird guy who like one night out of the year he's like you know what i'm gonna give a bunch of people like their materialistic desires i'm a fan of this guy i don't want him to be running people over i don't think that's right i'm against it that's so good the last one on my list for this reduce, reuse, recycle of Christmas songs and their attached mythology is the Grinch mm-hmm. song. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. So I, because of my friendship with uh, our guest from last week, Alex, I am a Grinch fan. So a definite, definite Grinch, Grinch enjoyer. So it would definitely be a I would say reduce. I'm not as big of a Grinch fan as she is, but I definitely will look at the Jim Carrey movie and be like, yeah, this is, this is something. (laughs) This sure is, huh? And also, like, not to be, like, such a little weirdo, the, the love interest for the Grinch in the Jim Carrey movie, she's pretty hot, so I gotta say. Martha Mayhew. She sure is pretty hot. Yeah. She she awakened things in a lot, a lot of people that I've met in my life. I have been listening She's to the Matt, the Matt Rogers uh, Christmas album, which is like pseudo yeah. a very good Christmas album and also a very good comedy album at the same time. And Matt Rogers has a song called Hottest Female Up in Whoville. That's so funny. That's it's all about Martha Mayhew. She's like the sole like character of that song, and it's it's great. It's absolutely great. That's very um, funny. Is she, I mean, she is. I yeah. It's also the song "Have You Heard of Christmas," which is a slow spiral of you realizing the singer does not know that Christmas is about Jesus's birth and it's maybe about when jesus met santa is or like when moses that's very funny it's perfect it it cracks me up it's 100 percent like the wild far-right christian mentality of like being like it's in the bible but like not knowing what the thing actually is Mm -hmm. that they're referencing Mm -hmm. so that's very funny Excellent Christmas album. I'll have to check That's... it out. I love a good 
Christmas album. I love a good Christmas centered. I like Lizzo has a Christmas song that is up there in my like favorites of Christmas listening. Uh, truly, it's Lizzo's Christmas song, and also uh, what is it? I just said it by the waitresses rapping. Yeah, Christmas rapping. Yeah, I don't know why I love that song so much. It just gets stuck in my head. There's also the Christmas uh, Carmel Dancing, which is a classic for me every year. You're such a funny, funny person. I was not that kind of nerd. So I'm like, there's a Christmas version? What? Yeah. It's got jingle bells in it. That's so funny. I'll have to look it up. That's cursed. I didn't finalize my Grinch opinion. And I would like to Mm -hmm. clarify, I like the cartoon. I vaguely enjoy the book. I do not like Jim Carrey's The Grinch. Really? I really, really don't like that movie. Maybe it's because of like the age we are and how it was a ubiquitous Christmas film. And we watched like no other Christmas movies like in December, like... It was just always the Grinch. But I also, mm-hmm. I think it's creepy. I think it's weird. I I think there's people who can enjoy it for those reasons. But I would much rather watch the, like, Looney Tunes animated original Grinch than I would ever want to watch the Jim Carrey movie. I would rather watch that Grinch, like, four times in a row rather than the the Jim Carrey Grinch. That's so funny. What about the most recent one by the Minion people, the Illumination Grinch? You know, I have not watched the Illumination Grinch. Maybe that would grow my heart. I hope so. I haven't seen it either. That Grinch looks like too, like, I don't know. That Grinch is like a twink. And I like my Grinch. (laughs) I want more meat on my Grinch bones. I do cry sometimes when I watch the Grinch cartoon, the original Grinch cartoon, and they are singing the Fahu Dore song. Oh, that's so cute. I I have like gotten a little teary-eyed when they're like, yeah. I think it also, my dislike of the Jim Carrey Grinch movie is also due to the fact that I don't like that Where Are You Christmas song. That's so, really. I yeah. do not like that song. It I is. I love that song. So ear. It's like, I feel like it's led to pentatonics culture in some indirect way, and I cannot stand pentatonics. I feel, I feel like I'm a very spiteful person on this podcast mm-hmm. today, but like I can't do pentatonics. I there was like one pentatonic song I liked. But I don't remember what it was. And it definitely was during my dubstep era of musical oh. scene where I was really into dubstep and drum and ba- uh, bass. And just like, you know, there are some words I just never get right. And rotisserie chicken, that is one. I always want to call it rosatier. And then bass. <laughs> I always want to call it bass. Like the fish. Can you repeat how you prefer to say rotisserie? <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. What's those it's, French words? It's not even like 
rotisserie or like it's, it's not even close. I don't know why. <laughs> like, I literally, like, Durs, uh, Alex, in college, would get a rotisserie chicken, like, every week for, <laughs> so she could have food for dinner. And I would always be like, oh, yeah, roasted chicken. <laughs> and she's like, what are you saying? Why are you saying it like that? I'm like, there's, like, a, I, there is, like, a larger list. Like, the word, uh, the term water bottle. That's hard for me to say. I have to, like think about it because I want to call it like water bubble. Okay. okay. Uh, and adult, 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 like a grown up. That's another word that's hard for me to say. Huh. These are the words that plague me. I could see like rotisserie or like rotisserie or like I <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. Like that's wild. I love that it's, that is what is getting you. As uh, I said before, it? it takes all kinds. Takes, takes all, all kinds. kinds. Truly, you are saying bless your heart to me. And I'm like, I leave my heart alone. Don't bless me. Oh, my goodness. There, There's nothing wrong with me. I just can't say these cockamamie words. So our main topic tonight that... Um, we really need to dive into now and it is holiday theme because it does have many many holidays specials is so the classic fox seth mcfarlane originally fox produced onward to tbs adult animated comedy american dad what's better than this just americans being dads and I have to say, this is entirely your fault. It is. And I, I don't know why I'm shocked, because it definitely is. As a former, I used to have such a crush on Seth MacFarlane. And I was so like, this guy's a genius. Like, oh my god, this is the peak of comedy writing. Like, this used to be who I was up until uh, college. And then I, like, learned that, you know... I don't even know what you I learned. A family but I, learned guy. I never, but I didn't like Family Guy. I wasn't a Family Guy fan. I just liked American Dad. And I kind of liked the Cleveland show a little bit, not really. I liked it when Kanye was on it because I liked <laughs> Kanye a lot at the time. And so I was like, oh, okay. I guess I can accept this. And then, like, now I'm like, Oh, like that's embarrassing. But I get there are like certain songs that Kanye had on the Cleveland show that get stuck in my head and still to this very day. But that's besides the point. American Dad. I used to be a little American Dad fanatic and I mentioned it to Van and I like not even in a like you should watch it kind of way, just in a like this sure is out there kind of way. And Van was like, you know what I should do? watch every episode of American Dad. Just all of the episodes. And I am you are so much stronger than I could ever be. I kind of want to do it now that you've done it, but I'm scared. So, I will clarify this. I've watched every episode of American Dad. American Dad is not a good show. It is it is there it's um as a entire like creative product and vision, it is a very like bad. The best it can hope for every episode is mediocrity. 
Like that mm-hmm. is the top bar of an American dad, except for I'll bring up um, in a little bit. There are two good episodes of American dad, like two genuinely good pieces of weird comedy, but American dad for those who don't know what the premise of American Dad is, it's that Stan Smith, the macho Reagan era product, uh, who, which is a really interesting like cultural like artifact because the show is now in its twentieth season. It mm-hmm. is no when it came out, it was a post nine eleven Bush era like reaction of Stan Smith, who's like this. Uh, secret agent within the CIA and is, you know, has, you know, the nuclear family of like adoring wife, uh, hippie daughter, weird nerdy son. And then they have like a pet fish who has a very complicated backstory and they've got Roger the alien living in their house. So it's, it's mm-hmm. this very like basic package and it's very post nine 11, which I think you forget because it's like that was its initial genesis point is this like surveillance state awareness, this, um, Mm -hmm. you know, Iraq war, like it's coming off of like all these like post 9-11 things and creating this kind of show. And it actually has like the tiniest bit of political edge at the beginning. And then it just becomes, especially when TBS picks it up, it just becomes this sitcom show yeah it really loses its bite on tbs but like whatever bite it had like its little (laughs) dentures and tbs honestly the tbs episodes are better than most of the earlier episodes like in general really in my opinion having watched the whole thing i probably have a little bit of nostalgia like goggles for it but I think American Dad is one of those shows where this is this is my thing. This is why I watched American Dad. I always need background TV for while I'm drawing, and it has to be the perfect mix of like engaging enough that like I want it in the background, but not engaging enough that it will break me away from whatever drawing I'm doing, which is now why I'm mm-hmm. watching all of Modern Family. That's the same dynamic where it's like, this is pleasant enough in the background as long as I don't like mentally engage with it. So like, there's a lot of yeah. shows like there's better version of that show. Sex in the city is amazing to draw to. If you're a cartoonist it is that perfect level of, I only have to look up like every minute or so. Um, same with and just like that it was another except and just like that was so bad that it was hard to oh really uh, take your eyes away from it um it's a terrible show but yeah american dad has that That's wonderful so funny. i quality. never finished sex in the city uh, that i honestly like when i i've been drawing to true crime so much that i definitely need like a break from that so i i you're making me more and more like Okay, like time to rewatch all of American Dad. Like, <laughs> I like if I if I were to delve into it, should I start from the beginning, or is there like a good starting point where that you think is like better? I I think the beginning is good to watch. Like, if you're just like watching the show, this is so wild. I feel wild saying there's a good starting point for American Dad um, because the starting point should be that you don't watch American Dad. So but funny. 
But I'd say like it's great to go from the beginning because it progressively gets weirder. Um, mm-hmm. And the jokes do build on top of each other to the extent like we are in an age of hyper max uh, maximalism. And American Dad definitely fits into that where the show develops to such a point that its rules and logic are beyond like any feasible like sitcom structure like so one of the major like plot elements is the character of roger who's this alien and the alien thing is more important at the beginning just like stan's cia thing actually has Mm -hmm. some bearing on the plot in episodes but then roger's thing isn't being an alien but is being a um sex deviant disguise wearer where roger has Mm -hmm. these multiple personas that he embodies around this community that are like roger's a lawyer roger's a uh fart you know like shoe salesman or like roger's just whatever Mm -hmm. random thing the plot wants and the characters there's like weird little rules that roger's personas have like the characters of the show so like the family stan Haley, uh, steve uh they all francine. have francine they all have a roger persona they're blind to so that they can't recognize roger in that one persona which they use to like their advantage at certain points yeah and That's it's just so an interesting example of like now Marvel movies, I feel like, are to this point where if you, like, dropped someone in to a Marvel movie, they'd be like, what's going on? If they haven't seen the preceding, like, 30 Marvel movies before. Mm-hmm. It's it's lost, like, Iron Man, I feel like, if we watched, I don't know, Iron Man in 2023, we would be like, oh, that's a really basic superhero movie. Like, because it actually goes through regular plot points and construction rather than Mm -hmm. the shorthand. Yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. That's so funny. I, 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 so I'm a BPD girly. Uh, I like see, I'm in a lot of, I also am a person who loves Facebook groups. And I see so many Roger memes in BPD Facebook groups. And like, there are always all these like, Roger posts, like Roger posting, uh, and they really like that community has really claimed him as a like I don't even know like a mascot, <laughs> like a figurehead. And I'm so curious, like, what are your thoughts on that? Like, do, does do you think that Roger has BPD? And do you think like do does he? Like, does that even come up? Like, I don't remember any sort of diagnosing Roger uh, on the show, but it's so crazy how ubiquitous he is in the, like, depression and BPD meme groups. I would say, like, it's always funny, like, trying to diagnose, like, fictional characters, um, which Mm -hmm. I think it's honestly, like, the sign of a great, character is like everyone being able to latch onto them in some ways and my question is is roger the representation we need that's what i asked myself all the time as roger is a pansexual gender fluid like 
But the wonderful thing is, is that Roger is an absolute monster. Like, mm-hmm. and all the characters are absolute, like, monsters. Like, at a certain point, they've all, I think, by the time you get to season 20, they've all been involved in a murder. At least one murder. Like, they com- That's commit... That's crazy. And Roger's committed probably, like, the body count of Roger versus Stan Smith in both aspects of the word body count is the highest of any character. That's so crazy. So, like, I definitely only watched maybe up to, like, the 12th season, if that. And so I'm like, I don't remember there being a lot of murders. (laughs) I don't remember that. I remember there being this episode where they're like, we're gonna have one, we're gonna kill like a uh, 500 characters or something like that. And they just put a bunch of people on a bus and the bus crashes. Like, I remember that episode. I remember the Hot Tub of Love episode. Um, I remember we find out about, uh, like, spoiler alert for American Dad, but Francine <laughs> was adopted. Uh, and we learned about her Chinese parents. That's a very I early I do episode. not remember. It really, I I thought definitely thought it was more further in. I also remember the episode where um, what's the son's name again? The boy, the little boy, Steve. Steve. He and his friends like grow daughters. Essentially, mm-hmm. I do. That was a messy little episode, but I do not remember murder episodes. Oh yeah, Roger murders. Um, I yeah, they've all and of course like Stan Smith is like. A CIA like killer. And there's a whole episode about his like lying that he's murdered people. I'll also mm-hmm. say a lot of people on the Reddits have this nostalgia for the American Dad Christmas episodes. Those really? are far and away some of my least favorite episodes in the entire series. Really? How the come? Christmas episodes are definitely like i go in and it's like oh boy here's a christmas episode because like there was this thread for a while of like stan's father being the krampus and that was awful uh it was consistently an awful thread like and it was just one of those things where it's like please please stop this please get me off this ride get me off this polar express which they did an entire Polar Express, like, episode. That's... I'm like, how are these not in my brain? Because I was such, like, a loyal Seth MacFarlane fan uh, for, like, for, honestly, way too long. Uh, he's an interesting uh, figure in his... Do you know a lot about Seth MacFarlane? I know... He he seems like someone who does not sleep. Yeah, honestly, he does. He reminds like me my... of, like, a, like, go on. Oh, I'm just thinking, like, the amount of projects that, like, when you go on his IMDb, like, his musical projects, his hosting, the American Dad, the Family Guy, the which, of course, he's pulled away from a mm-hmm. lot of those projects, uh, and he has more just, like, a voice actor role now. But still, the volume of things yeah. he works on is bonkers. It is very, like... Honestly, I will say that is kind of admirable in a way, like to have all these creative projects and they're all like kind of different pots. Like his music stuff is very interesting. It's very different from his 
like animated stuff, which are very different from the sci-fi show he has, which is different from the Western show that he had. Um, or I think it was a movie or show. I'm not it was a movie, really, yeah. I don't really remember. Yeah, but uh he kind of reminds me of like a like and this is controversial, but like a proto Elon Musky kind of guy. Does that yes. feel like that to you? Yeah. Yes. He, like, he just, has I just get that vibe. He has that like just that strange edge. But it's mm-hmm. not really an edge, it's like a soft boy edge. Exactly, right? It's just like a it's just like a weird vibe. I don't know how to articulate it better. Like the energy. So I will say there are two good episodes of American Dad, and they are both some of Ooh, the okay. most bizarre pieces of media I think I've seen. One is called Gold Tops Nuts, which is a strange send-off of that uh, mm. Lighthouse movie that came out. Uh, what was it called? Oh, I think okay. it was just The Lighthouse with, was it Robert Pattinson? Yeah, Robert Pattinson. Yeah. And Willem Dafoe. So, yeah, so there's... Okay, it is just called The Lighthouse. But, so, the family all gets stranded on this, like, lighthouse island, and they slowly go insane to the point where they just watch a commercial for this, like, brand of nuts called Gold Top Nuts until they create a, mm-hmm. like, religion out of it because they all have amnesia. That's a fantastic oh, episode. Okay. The other one is called Rabbit Ears, which is a like Twilight Zone episode where Stan slowly gets sucked into this strange, uh, like what they used to have them like more, and it's just kind of this like lounge TV special where it's like here we are being upper crust. And here's our band. Mm-hmm. And we I think the only artifact we really have of it now is like Christmas specials where it's like, here's Katy Perry's Christmas special and sh- Katy Perry's just hanging around and being like, my friend showed up and we're singing and that kind of thing. But they, there was more that these oh, things okay. happened. And Stan slowly gets caught up in this like, little special called the Nighthawks or something. That one's that one's uh-huh. good too. It's and it ends in a really creepy way. So there's two Ooh, good episodes. That's of so interesting. That, yeah, that's interesting that like both of them are kind of like takes on other shows or other pieces of media. Like none of the original stories are like the two or like that stand out for you. I think that's really interesting. Yeah. And they, it doesn't revolve around. It's one of those things where you get on a show long enough. And I know like some TV writers, they've run out of like what you can do with the basic premise and you Mm -hmm. have to launch into like something weirder, like certain Simpsons episodes like are like that in the later series, later end of the series where it's like, this has gone on so long you can only do something bonkers with this. You can only go to like a weird place because you have to fill so many episodes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is why I yeah, think I've been watching gone. Oh, that's why I think the TBS uh, episodes have a certain quality. The edges are like shaved off of them as far as like 
edge or commenting on like any kind of political culture like the trump era has like within american dad i was interested because the early seasons are so like bush era by the time we get to mm -hmm. the trump era i was expecting like some kind of commentary zilch like mm -hmm. the amount of like really yeah references to like trump america were minimal absolutely minimal that is that honestly is really fascinating to me because i'm like that's so much material for american dad but away. that's crazy Got away from the original why why tbs why would you take this away from us that's so funny um one of though i will say one of my favorite like american dad i guess like running bit that i remember kind of like it's like a I might not be remembering correctly, but it has it's like Roger and Steve and their like misadventures. Like I always think about the episode where Steve gets into selling drugs because he thinks that it's like uh like he thinks it's like Harry Potter world, Harry Potter school. Um and Roger has to like save him. I like those kinds of misadventures I they really stick with me. I think they're really funny. I like their dynamic a lot. And I like Francine a lot as a character. Uh, I really enjoyed her, like, adventures. And especially the episode where she wants to get revenge on George Clooney. Like, that <laughs> episode stays in my mind. <laughs> like, and the fact that, like, Stan sabotages it. I was so upset. I was like, your wife wants this one thing and that's to ruin George Clooney's life and you're gonna, like, sabotage her sabotaging of his life just because you've fallen in love with him, Stan? Goodness gracious. Get it together. That is, that is one of the better episodes. Mm -hmm. I hate, I hate using the word better in relationship to American Dad because it is not a good show. It is. No. <laughs> It is not. But I will like, say it does have the, like, Bob's Burgers-like factor where... Interesting. I feel like Bob's Burgers, when you go into any given episode, you know the level of quality you're going to get, where it's not like, I feel like... When I watch an episode of Bob's Burgers, I know I'm not going to be, like, laughing, laughing my ass off. Uh, I'm not going to hmm. be LMFAOing. But I do mm -hmm. know I'm going to have a nice little pleasant chuckle while I'm watching a Bob's Burgers episode. And I wouldn't say okay. within the series there's a lot of standout episodes. And I feel like it's a solid seven, six to seven when you watch a Bob's Burgers episode. And American Dad has that same like consistent quality, but it's always a mm -hmm. two or three. <laughs> two or three! I was going to say three or four. That's so funny. But I I I like the idea of Bob's Burgers. I don't like it that much. I'm a much less of a Bob's Burgers fan uh than the average man. Um but I used to really like it uh a lot, but there's something about I just don't like Mr. Fish, Fish Odor. I he something about him rubs me the wrong way and I'm like I hate this character. I can't get into this show because I hate <laughs> this guy so much. I just don't like him. I don't like landlords. What can I say? That's my praxis. 
it is funny as the seasons go on that he becomes this very like ridiculous evil character this yeah so out of touch so rich he becomes like a mr burnsian-esque like from the simpsons yes very much mr burns but he is stupider than mr burns yes the 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 bimbo burnsification of mr (laughs) fish odor that's so funny that you don't like that character because he's one of my favorites i don't like him that's so funny uh i yeah i don't like him and i feel like i don't also like tina that much i i didn't i thought she was just kind of like too like the friend fiction threw me for a loop because when i was a young person when i was uh, in my 20s somebody on tumblr wrote fan fiction of me and like another tumblr guy together and i had the crush on the guy so i was just like this is making me like so uncomfortable so i'm just like friend fiction this scares me this gives me like war flashbacks to being on tumblr that's wild that's wild yeah behavior. it was crazy how long I, was I it i was like i had a semi-popular tumblr um not art tumblr just like regular aesthetic tumblr back in the day so how long was it ren like how long was this friend <laughs> fiction it was not super long it was like it wasn't like a wet pad like 57 300 arc sort of like situation um but it was long enough for me to be like freaked out about it (laughs) to be scared because i was like how how much how do they know that like i like this kind of thing or like i like or have i like been so open on my tumblr or how if we had like an ad right now, an ad read for like some kind of like so, so like internet security, it would fit so perfectly because they knew like things that I had like shared on my blog, and then things that he had shared on his blog, and like use that to extrapolate like oh like they she likes to wear red and like feels like it will go on a date this way and da 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 da, and I was like that's so spooky, creepy, scary um delete it delete it and don't make me have to deal with this i don't want to look at it pretend that it never existed so was it like i keep going back to length was it like 500 words 1000 words 2000 words it was at least like five pages that's too many pages like right I'm like truly at whoever wrote that. I wish I had saved it. I saved most of my things from like my Tumblr is still up. Like I have most of my things saved. I have to go and see if I can find it. But it was it was a ride. It was spooky scary. Oh well on that note, that kicks us off, I mean, into a whole new realm. That's a whole other podcast. Uh but thank you. Uh, everyone for tuning into our special American Dad holiday episode. Uh, we will be taking a little bit of a holiday break after recording, successfully recording 
uh, two episodes and getting them all up on the apps and everything like that. We're taking mm -hmm. a short break for the holidays. Uh, but I just mm -hmm. want to thank you for listening to Your Trash Pals. Uh, you can follow the podcast on Instagram, Threads, Facebook, and YouTube. Uh, our live video streams are going to be hosted on Mondays, and then episodes uh, will go up on Thursdays. I should have made that note here. But we will have Thursday release episodes, so then you can listen to your episode over the weekend and then hopefully tune up, tune in again with us on Mondays. Yep. And you can follow me at rin.psd, and you can follow Van and Van Notes at Instagram on instagram at van notes books and you can buy van notes latest book from scholastic piggy official graphic novel permanent detention and the spy ninjas graphic novel new recruits from bookshop.org yeah and if you uh enjoy my work those are definitely books for younger readers middle grade graphic novels uh, but i also will have my forthcoming uh, virtual magazine uh, seasonal produce which is going to feature uh, essays and prose, short stories, uh, larger works. It's going to have different paintings in it that I've done. It's going to be the Van Notes magazine with all the content from me. Uh, I have some drawings on my drawing board right now for, that are going to be in there. Uh, I drew some, I'll have a like cheesecakey, like uh, Playboy style character that's going to be in every there will be a little cartoon a little new yorker cartoon every uh issue so it should be good and you can hear more of my thoughts uh more academic thoughts on comics and things like that so Yay. i'm excited to have seasonal produce the first uh issue will be out on january 1st fantastic and one final ad for you. As you know, we love to read these very real ads about very mm. real things uh, that we think are a little bit of trash. And this one is mine. Uh, and this episode is brought to you by the maker of candy canes. That's candy okay. canes are the candy solution for when you need sugar in a very underwhelming way while experiencing the holidays. Whether it's classic minty flavor, nerds, starbursts, or those green and black ones, which seem to be some kind of chocolate mystery flavor, uh, candy canes are your go-to holiday uh, candy, despite the thousands of better options for sweet treats that you could be consuming, like little old lady peanut brittle, or even just like orange slices. So orange use slices. it as a stirring stick for your hot chocolate or a Christmas tree decoration, uh, especially when you, which are its pretty much only useful properties. So as always, we would like to shout out the makers of candy canes for their patronage. And whenever you go to the store and buy some candy canes, just say your trash pal sent you. And remember to reduce, reduce reuse, and recycle. Cycle. Oh. Yay! Yay! All right, good night, everyone.